Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. How do I say what I need to say without sounding harsh? Well, hey, my friend, welcome back to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast, where it is my hope to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. When we think of speaking the truth in love, we're usually referring to having to share something difficult, but need to do it in a gentle, kind, non-offensive manner. And there are typically two types of truth tellers, the avoider and the blurter. If you're an avoider, you typically do everything you can to avoid the topic at all costs, all in the name of love. Well, that is until your internal pressure cooker blows and you spew out everything that you've pushed down. Now, if you're the blurter, you have no problem in telling it like it is, but you usually leave people feeling two inches tall and you wonder why they want to avoid you. As Christians, you likely want to be like Jesus, bold in your expression of truth, yet gentle in your delivery. Ephesians 4.15 instructs us, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head that is Christ. But speaking the truth in love is not just a matter of having a gentle and meek demeanor or a sweet sounding voice. So let's talk today about how to speak the truth in love and the four ways that you're going to get tripped up trying to do it. Way number one, check your heart. Luke 6 45 tells us the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Believe me, my friend, what comes out of your mouth comes from within you. No amount of sugarcoating or backtracking or I was just joking is going to change what's in your heart. And earlier in Ephesians 4.1, Paul tells us, Therefore, I, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, being diligent to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So speaking the truth in love is not a matter of having just the right words with the right tone of voice so that you come across as gentle, humble, and patient, but rather it's about having the right heart where you are patient, humble, and gentle. And if you're the type who can only be humble and gentle and patient, but for so long, then I submit to you that you are merely trying to make behavioral changes and not true heart changes. Because whatever is in you eventually will come out of you. I remember many years ago, I had a friend who was struggling with some people at work. Now, she had a habit of just flipping out and on people when she got frustrated with them and then lying to exaggerate her accomplishments. And she was starting to realize the destruction of her behavior and was now desperate for her relationships to be better. So she said... It hurts so much that they see me as a liar. Chris, how do I get them to not see me as a liar? And the answer was simple, but not what she wanted to hear. You need to stop lying. What she didn't understand was that she was creating behaviors to cover up the lies, but it wasn't going to change the actual problem. And the same is true for wickedness in our heart. No amount of behavior is going to cover it up. 
So here's where you're going to get tripped up. If your heart isn't in the right place, you will likely have a self-centered motive when you're communicating. You may muster up the right words, but if you lack the music, the words are going to fall flat at best. At worst, they're actually going to cause more harm and the other person is going to start to feel manipulated. And the truth is you must be honest and ask yourself, am I trying to communicate a difficult truth or am I trying to change someone to think, act, or conform to my way? And the best way to avoid this is to ask God to examine your heart before you communicate the truth. Way number two, Put honesty in the driver's seat. You've heard it said, honesty is the best policy. And that is true, my friend. 1 Corinthians 13, 6 reminds us that love rejoices with the truth. So be honest, not only in what you say, but also in what's going on inside of you. Oftentimes, if you don't recognize and acknowledge the fears, the worries, the apprehensions that are all going on inside of you, they will quietly continue to drive you and your motives, despite how hard you try to speak the truth in love. And we often think that honesty is rude and cruel, especially when delivering something difficult or something that others don't want to hear. But the truth is the only ones who don't want to hear the truth are those who are living a lie. And you sugarcoating and pussyfooting around it isn't going to change that. Dishonesty is actually unloving and even abusive. So here's where you may get tripped up. Sometimes your desire to do the right thing to help someone can cause you to stay in an abusive situation all in the name of love. Matthew 7, 6 tells us this, do not give to dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. Way number three, prep the environment. Timing is everything. Difficult messages are best delivered when defenses are down. Telling your husband something that bothers you the minute he gets in from the door at the end of a hard day at work in 10 minutes before you have to leave for an event is an example of really poor timing. Preparing the environment is a lot like volleyball. In volleyball, there's the serve, the setup, and the score. And when preparing to communicate difficult truths to someone in love, first, you must be prayerful. Ask God for his love and his words to flow through you. Then try to plan for the best time when this person will be more likely to be open to what you have to say. Then speak your truth with love, gentleness, and humility. And my friend, leave the rest up to God. So here's where you may get tripped up. You may get tripped up thinking that you're responsible for saying the right thing at the right time. Otherwise, you're now responsible for how they receive it. My friend, this simply isn't true. We are all responsible for how we handle information that is given to us, regardless of how it's delivered. So if you have someone who is rejecting your truth because you said it at this bad time, or you said it in this negative way, or if you would just say it better, I'd receive it better. My friend, I really want to caution you that that is taking this way too far. Also, consider that this person may be deflecting the truth and then blaming it on you. Way number four, adjust your expectations. 
If you are walking into this encounter with unrealistic or unhealthy expectations, you could be setting yourself up for failure. A healthy expectation is one that you are in control of. For example, you are in control of how you speak, what you say, and how you react to their response. An unhealthy expectation would be one that requires a specific response from the other person in order for you to feel good about that interaction. The truth is you are responsible for obedience, not outcome. Put your hope and expectation in God, not the specifics of the outcome of that situation. Psalm 62, five reminds us for God alone, oh, my soul, wait in silence for my hope is from him. So here's where you may get tripped up. You may get tripped up believing that you or the other person failed if it didn't go your way. And if you believe that because you shared the truth that this person should automatically change and change right now, then my friend, you have an unhealthy and an unrealistic expectation. The truth is some people will take what you say and thank you. Some people need to process. Some people will get defensive, but later think about it. And some will reject it altogether. If you were a driver for Amazon, let's say for example, and you walked up to the door and you handed the person their package and then they slammed it on the ground, kicked it back to you and said, you delivered this to me broken and in a way I am not happy with, I don't want it. My friend, would you think that you didn't do a good job? You're not responsible for how someone receives it. You're only responsible for how you deliver it. And whether you are sharing the gospel to the lost, correcting someone when they've veered off path, or sharing how they've impacted you, the best way that we can show love to others is by sharing the truth. That is the epitome of love. Only those living a lie look to avoid the truth. When I was growing up, my stepfather would tell me that I am doing this because I love you. He said, parents who don't discipline their children don't truly love them. Now, this made absolutely no sense to me at the time because what he was saying and doing felt nothing like love. But my friend, it was. Because of the many truths now that he has spoken to me then, they have now shaped my beliefs today. You truly want to show love to someone? Speak the truth. If you're struggling with codependency, meaning the need to be needed and not really feeling okay unless others are okay with you, I want to invite you to check out my new course. It's called Conquering Codependency Biblically. I'll go ahead and include a link in the description section. And if you want to grow in your faith, join us for our free five-day mountain-moving faith devotional. I'll go ahead and include a link in the description section below. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God. <laughs>